All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mount Westwater basketball podcast. That's right, Hoop Talk. It is now here with Andy, obviously, myself, Jeremy. MWR.com. We'll get the intro out of the way. Subscribe if you like it. Um, rate it if you like it. Or if you don't rate, like it, I'd still rate it, but I prefer... Can we say a baseline minimum three stars on iTunes or whatever? Come on. Minimum. <laughs> if you hate us, give us three feet. If you think we're okay, give us five. Just saying. But uh, help us out. Get us out there. Get some ratings. We'll see how we're doing. I got one recently. Like, eh, not too bad. They said we do okay. So we got four stars, so I'm okay with that. Um, basketball. It's been a little bit. It's been about a week. We have – here's what we got tonight. The net rating, which – where's my shrug emoji? Because we, we discussed before in too much detail that we have no clue what it's about. We're going to have – Exactly. And say region names because I'm gonna, we're going to have some fun. And Colorado State beat who? What? What's going on? San Diego State, oh my goodness. Um, so let's start with the net ratings, I guess. They came out. I, they're updated daily for wondering. So we put the first one, our buddy Larry put out the first one, kind of had a projection or discuss how it worked out with uh, who's doing what. And you can yell at Colgate if you want, because we will. The initial ratings <laughs> had Boise 13, way too high. Currently they're, they're, four, they're what, um, 12, right? Or 12. But this initial one, then 13, CSU 14, San Diego State 41. Andy, I'm giving you 60 seconds to concisely and clearly make everybody cl- know what the net rating is. <laughs> All right, in 60 seconds. Um, pass. Net rating. No, yeah, I mean, you're completely <laughs> pass. You, there's no way – because there's no transparency about – I mean, it's not that there's no transparency. They they give you the names of oh, the things opaque. that go into it sort of. <laughs> but, like, they don't tell you what the weighting – you how important something is some of them get you know kind of cool fun little names like you know opponent quality or opponent strength or something like that and it's like i don't know what that means is this just the rpi oh that, that you know is kind of secretly living back in in, in here somewhere zombie or rpi else? i would love i would love to be able to say with 100 percent confidence no there's nothing like that in here but i can't really because you know they haven't come out with their formula and not that they necessarily, I guess, have to. I, I understand wanting to have something proprietary, I guess, if you are trying to, you know, make money off. But like when you're what money the they make? Wait, wait, wait. What money they supposed what, to be? What the, money? The, the, like what money? All right, all right. I'm serious. How they what are they making money for? Then they tournament. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think they are making. I'm saying oh, if you were, or, gotcha. I'm saying if you were a person running your own site and you were running an analytics and you didn't want to release your formula because you didn't want somebody to copy it. Okay, fine. But you're the NCAA. This is like supposed to be something that should be transparent that we should all see. And we don't know what's going on a lot of the time. So you get things like, yeah, Boise State up at 12 and San Diego State at – well, they're at 30 today, which is a little closer, I think, to reality. Uh, but it's just not clear what's going into the system. So what comes out of the system is – very confusing sometimes because you have Colgate, like you said, they started at 16th. They've already dropped a 46th, and I'm not even sure they played again. No, nope, they're <laughs> still one on one. So it's like, what's going on? Is it because Army played again? Is it because somebody Army played played again? You know, I who knows? So at this point in the season, I'm not really, I'm not putting any stock into the net. It's fun to look at. It's fun to start using to think about. Oh, what are these? You know. What quadrant is this game in? Because, you know, there's a lot of volatility in it. Like you saw with Colgate, you know, they moved 30 spaces in the span of a day. But I think 
what you can really see is how valuable are each of these games going to be. And you can sort of start to get an idea of the resume that teams are building. But for right now, it's probably still a little early because normally these would have come out around, I think, Thanksgiving or so. They pushed it, you know, past the new year, which makes sense given, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 later start date of the season. But with all the cancellation, there's and and it's not just that there's been cancellations. It's been that there's some teams that aren't starting until recently. Like, right? Yeah, and like so the uh, team like Colgate, Patriot League, they canceled on conference. Yeah, everybody except for Army and Navy, and so yeah. now Col- and now Patriot League's teams who are playing army and navy are getting the benefit of their opponents and their opponents opponents you know or whatever um and so you're seeing some kind of weird stuff happen so i say give it a give it a couple weeks before you put too much stock in the net rankings but it does provide some interesting you know uh points of conversation here like three mountain west teams in the top 50 i'm not gonna complain That's pretty cool. <laughs> i'm not gonna complain either i like it and hey it's colorado state which is the team that i was like you know there's the third team in the top 50 that i was not um expecting to be there and that maybe is a little bit of a stretch at the moment but hey we'll talk about colorado state in a little more detail oh yeah because They've been uh, they've been showing some impressive stuff and they've been showing some not as impressive stuff. So. They've been frisky. They have been. Here's what something about the I want to bring up. I'm, I'm scrolling through like the top twenty as you're talking. Like what what stands out? So like is it Q1 wins? Is it home wins? Is it road wins? By the way, Gonzaga no road game so far. <laughs> they've only played neutral and home. But I'm looking at one team specifically. You have Missouri. Like I'm trying to see like if you have like. Houston's four and one versus Q one wins. That's that's pretty good. Gonzaga is four and zero. Oh, that's that's really good. Like you have teams like those are the most wins. Like Missouri is, t- I think, if I'm correct here, tied with the most Q one wins that are with like Kansas. They're a little bit lower too, but like Gonzaga and uh, well, so a Q one four wins. Like Houston, like I mentioned. So this is their four and one. No Q four games at all. They're two and zero oh versus Q three, but they're sitting it's with only two losses. Sitting at like I mentioned, sixteen. How is a team like Illinois, who's one in three in Q one games, a couple of Q four games, and is like so much higher? Because they're eight and three. Like who you play? I mean, you know, but Illinois they're one in three. Were they who? Baylor and Iowa, maybe. Oh, I yeah. you know. Well, Missouri is one of them. And yeah. uh, I'm just saying, let's see, who's the other? Oh, Rutgers, not Iowa. There we go. So you know, and, and the thing is, there. The Missouri game, the Rutgers game, they were close losses. So remember, margin of victory yeah. is something to think about in here as well. I care about victory and so, in total. Give me the wins. Oh, and hey, I mean, I'm not arguing with <laughs> you there. I'm just kind of trying to explain how I the know. heck the NCAA even got to this list. And yeah, I mean, it's very strange to see a team like Illinois. Or even Colorado. Three. Like Colorado, 7-3. Yeah. Four uh-huh. no Q4 wins. They're not very good in Q1. Like, I, it's just weird. Like, you're, I know you're explaining this kind of mess with you, but it's... Like, no, I mean, yeah. wins need to be valued. It's not my metrics. I'm yeah. fine with you. You know. got the DPI that's taking the break because there's no games. We'll come back next yeah, year. Yeah, because I understand that the uh, that everything is so screwy right now, and I don't want to necessarily be sending Colgate out at number 16. Because what's, what's this going to do, which we see it all the time, like even with the old RPI, like Gary Parrish brings it up a million times, which he's amazing to listen to whenever I do tune into a podcast or radio show. They're – the reason you get so many Q1 games, like if you're, it's it's like the Jim Beheim thing we always joke about. He he's he can be six and ten and still claims his team should be a nine seed. I'm like, come on, coach. 
but play, play some teams. But the reason he gets that, or he thinks he gets that because they have the opportunities, because they will be like it's like top 50 wins, essentially. He will play a million of them because, just because of the benefit of being the ACC. Like what's super funny? I'm sorry. You, yeah. You're talking about Syracuse, and I, you know, I know this is a Mountain West podcast, That's but fine. I so I had to look at their little line right here. They're sitting at 26th in the net, and they're they have they're 0 and 1 in quadrant one. They're 1 and 0 in quad two, and they've got a bunch of quad three and quad four wins. It's like this is what they always do, right? Yeah, it's because they, <laughs> it's so, because who they play because their benefit being the league. Like if you're a unless you're like Gonzaga could schedule a good or even maybe San Diego State to agree or UNLV. New Mexico can get some of those big big games. Like if you're like a Colorado State who had a good non-conference schedule previously, like they don't get the opportunities to play those games. But if you're in the Big Ten, like they're going to 13 of the 14 teams in this year or something like that, you're going to have like 20 top 50 games just because you're in the conference. And a team like yeah. CSU might have four or six because uh, one or two Mountain West teams will be top 50 and maybe a couple of non-conference games. And so if you're just okay in a Big Ten conference. And that's how I think the net could play out. I know it's early, but the, the, the Army and Colgate thing striking because it's because of, I think, who Army played, like you suggested, in end games. But you're going to see teams that are with fewer fewer data points to suggest, not suggest, but actually look at from non-conference when these teams are already ranked high because they that's who they are. It's going to continue to boost teams that aren't, aren't as good with poor records above teams that are really good, like in the Missouri Valley, the A-10, the Mountain West, maybe like uh, St. Mary's or BYU out West here or New Mexico State. Like they'll get pushed down because they don't have the chances. And those teams just they're based on playing anybody, and that's what you see. Like, yeah, Drake's up here. You have Colorado, which, but they're in power of conference. I mean, like Houston's supposed to be pretty good, but they also one guy to transfer today. But like teams that are good aren't up there, or not good. But I mean, like from conferences that aren't power leagues, they're not going to be up there, and they're going right. to see you're going to see Boise drop because they're going to play Air Force, San Jose State. You'll probably see Drake drop a bit because Missouri Valley. Gonzaga, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not number one at some point just because the West Coast Conference isn't amazing and because so, the, the opportunities will di- diminish from Q1. They they may get like – they're not, I get, I'm pretty sure like BYU, it might be a Q1 game for them because they're 50. It's Q1 top 50, right? Or top, well, that's, uh, that's, never mind. It depends sorry. on if they're oh, home neutral. or away. Or but basically neutral, a top 70 team, stuff. right? Oh, just about like a top 70. Is that kind of what it is? If you – yeah, it's like top 35 if you play them at home, top 50 if it's neutral, top 75, I think, if right. you play them on the road. But, like, looking at WCC, so, like, St. Mary's maybe, but, like, Gonzaga literally might have – they have f- f- uh, four Q get one games. They have BYU at home, I think, Thursday, tomorrow, as a recording Wednesday night. But I could see them having maybe six total Q1 games. They have Baylor, Tennessee, Michigan have, like, 12. Yeah. Now, one thing I do want to – I I always forget this, and it's a very interesting point about the net. Um, one thing to keep in mind about the net is that while they do cap so, – so margin of victory is part of what is calculated in the net, right? And there's a cap on it at 10. Mm-hmm. And if you go to overtime, I believe the cap is at 1. So every overtime game oh, is garbage. treated as a one-point victory, something like that. But – the other thing to think to keep in mind is that I don't believe there's any cap on the offensive efficiency or the defensive efficiency. So when you be. beat it, 
So when you beat a team by 40 points, yeah, the margin of victory thing might get capped, but your efficiency numbers still reflect that. And so you're going to see these teams that are beating up on nobodies and losing to only good teams really flying up there. So that's how Boise State shows up because they're going to, you know, smash New Mexico and San Jose State and whoever the heck else, you know, by 30 points a night and then shoot 65% from the field. 85% 85% free throw, stuff like that. It's like Right, exactly. And so they're going to jump up, and, and everyone's going to say, well, margin of victory is capped at 10. And it's like, mm. well, sure, but but it, it's only capped at 10 in so much as that part of the metric, it's capped at 10. But in the efficiency, I'm not going to say 100% that I know it's not capped. There's no transparency. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they are adjusting it and, and, and whether or not they're actually putting that cap on or not, but I don't think they are. And, and, and I'm not sure you should either, but I think that this whole margin of victory cap thing does sort of give a skewed sense of what the net is actually showing. Um, also, and then they, I think it's almost double counting margin of victory. Could be, <laughs> but, of, but like, there's two things. We'll wrap, move on to the next part here. Yeah. Dave, Dave Gavitt, this isn't, this is from 2018 when it came out. This isn't a completely new system, but rather a gradual evolution within the same model. So that's why the, your RPI argument is probably right. accurate of why it's more closely to that than, say, Ken Palm or Haslam or whatever advanced metrics out there are used for basketball. But then also, this. This lines like a bunch of words together that make a complete paragraph at some points. In addition to the overall and non-conference strength of schedule, which has been modernized to buzzword there, modernized to reflect a truer <laughs> yeah. measure for how hard it is to be the opponent. Okay, whatever. The strength of schedule is based on a rating of every game on a team schedule for how hard it would be for an NCAA tournament caliber team to win. To win. How do you know what an NCAA tournament caliber team is at this point? And well, what type of rating are they giving? Is it one to 100, zero to five? Is it one to a million? Is it point? I, you know what I mean? There, like, what's the, there, what's, are, there are some uh, some metrics out there, right? That are that talk about wins above the bubble. Yeah, um, and I think the majority does that. Like the red indi- line. There's some that. indication that those. I don't know if those are officially, you know, those kinds of metrics yeah. are officially being taken into, into no, account, but I do think that there's something, again, that we're not seeing about the net that that's being calculated. And I don't think it's necessarily nefarious, but it's like, just tell us, what is the point of keeping it secret? No one can, co- you are the NCAA. Who's going to try to copy you? Who came out with like a bootleg RPI and was like, yeah, let's make some money. Nobody did that. So like, just release your stupid formula so we know how you're ranking these teams so that we can say, okay, I get it. They won't because then you'll manipulate like they claimed the Missouri Valley did years ago. by going. Right. Well, it's like, I say this in football all the time, like go out and play like, if you're Mountain West, whatever, why? I get the point. Why play a bye game with USC or Oklahoma or like Florida or Clemson? Why not go out and play Duke? We'll still pay about maybe two hundred thousand dollars less, but you go and beat the beat the crap out of them. Or like when Northwestern was bad, or Illinois or Rutgers. Like, why not? That's how they say you midlet. Well, you're playing a team in a Power Five league. They're just not the best, but they still get kind of credit for it. And this isn't to say, as also remind people, this isn't like taken after the auto bids will take one through 37 next to get in. That's not the case, but like I get why they're not a hundred percent clear. Cause they say, Oh, you can manipulate it by playing who or whatever, but it, there's still the chance a team may not be good. Even though you think they're good, 
But like, give us a bit more. Like, yeah. What is your like? Give us a nugget or something. Like, it's just words. It's like it considers opponent strength inside of each game. Okay, inside each game, a difficulty score. Like, what? How is that based on what? What, what type of difficulty? Oh, how do you calculate it? Yeah. Now, how do you calculate now? If there's nobody in stands. Does that change a road game or home game? Road games shouldn't be treated as more as difficult this year because there's fewer people or no people there. Like, is that being changed? Probably not. I don't know. It's just um. We're right. getting worked up over it. It's fun to talk about, but it's like they don't need to give me the clear the the Coke the Coca Cola formula that's probably locked in some state safe that you have that's been um, photocopied a couple times, or you need the magnifying bright light because the ink's going dry or the ink's uh, fading away. <laughs> right? It's like we're not asking for the what is it eleven herbs and spices for KFC? Come on, we just want exactly. a, a little bit more. Just kind of well, what I taste. would like to know too is. I don't know for sure, and maybe this is just you know poor poor researching on my part. And if it is, I apologize. But you know, I I don't know. Like, are there preseason uh, projections baked into this at all? You know, is this only based solely on the results? Is there any any assumptions being made by the system? These are things that we just don't that I that's not clear to me as somebody who's following the net. It seems like I should. <laughs> be able to explain it better but i can't really you know i funny. can explain sort of what the ncaa has said goes into it but nobody knows it's like giving somebody a recipe and saying yeah there's some uh you reverse know, engineer potatoes, this there's some meat <laughs> and there's some stuff and yeah exactly you can reverse engineer it and Barely. it's like yeah i know there's i know there's some things in it but dude i don't i don't know how to get it to taste right so yeah it's a it's a difficult difficult thing to try to break down and at this point, I'm not even sure how useful of a metric it is to have out there. Yeah, here's the last thing. They actually adjusted it this year, if you're wondering. So they do tweak it. So great year to tweak it, too, but which may be better. But here's what it says exactly. <laughs> they say there's to be five components, now down to two. However, if you look closely, wins and losses is one. Opponent location winner. Those are not really – like they say there's two rankings, like the adjusted net efficiency. But within, there's three more. <laughs> right, and the yeah, team exactly. value index – Includes wins and losses, and then that also like opponent location and winner. It's like that's also kind of part of it. Adjusted nets. So basically, what they said they go from five to two. The remaining factors include the team value index, which is a result-based feature that rewards teams for beating quality opponents, particularly away from home, as well as an adjusted net efficiency rating. So I we're done here, but you have net rating and adjusted net efficiency rating. This isn't like adjusted offensive field goal percentage. Come on. They're just sort of taking stats and then making other stats based on those stats and then making a couple other stats. And, uh, you know, I get it. <laughs> do you think, the DPI is built, but, you know. Do you um, think, question, yeah. the people on the committee know what the formula is? The people on the selection committee who yeah. actually pick the teams? Yeah, do they, do they know? I, I think they know the components, but I don't think they know, you know, the coding. That I don't think they could explain to you the weighting or, or just exactly how this one particular game is going to affect the net. I don't shouldn't necessarily they? think. Should not maybe not yes, that detail. Yes, they okay, should. I know. Yes, I mean, should it, could, they should be able to. If, you are, <laughs> if you're using criteria to judge somebody, you need to understand the criteria. Yeah, at 100%. least at least to say Boise State number thirteen because of. Look how well. Maybe not. You don't give the formula away, but like here's a, like give an example. Like I would I would even kill for that. Like pick two, pick right. pick a couple of the teams, like particularly because Boise's kind of, or even Colgate are out of the ordinary. It's like Boise's here because 
they've played, like, if we're going to kind of break it down, they are, they've played four road games, they played five away from home. So there's something to do with a way which they mentioned specifically. But Boise State's ranked this high because they are... XYZ. Yeah, they've played... Who knows? Their one loss is <laughs> against a really good team, cause that, which leads to the conclusion, which we can already figure out. Playing better teams, win or lose, get you up higher. But then they say, oh, wins matter. But do they? Well, and they've got, you know, they got three road wins, too. That's important yeah. to note. Away. You know? And then, but the rest, but, the, but their actual strength of schedule is not good teams overall. Like well, notice, too, though, uh, you know, on this little list of, you know, because I'm just looking at the at the net rankings, right? They don't tell you the strength of schedule for the team. They just give you the records, and that's it, and the rankings. I don't know. So that's, I think that's the other problem that I have. This is the last thing I'm going to say about the net, and then we'll move on. <laughs> the other problem I have is that there's no actual, like, rating. It's just rankings. So you have no idea the difference between 1 and 2 and 2 and 3. Or even you four no and twenty-five. What the what the gap is there, right? Yeah. So the gap between Gonzaga and Baylor could easily be bigger than the gap between Baylor and Boise State, right? And but we won't know. You know, we we just don't know because all you get here is rankings and records, and and it's this lack of transparency. I don't know. I've been complaining about it for like two years now. So That's fine. I'm gonna bring it. Should up. probably stop, but it just it makes me mad because it's like there's no. I don't understand why. Why. Why aren't you telling us? Anyway, it's NCAA. Anyway. They're they're trash essentially. They know how to they know, they know how to host a pretty good tournament, right? Which hey, could, but let's just go back and say Mountain West. They got f- three teams in the top fifty, so let's not complain about these rankings no. too much. I just we just want to know what's going on. All right, so NCAA tournament really quick. It's going to be in Indianapolis, which duh, which we th- we thought about back in or we well, Matt and Orlando CBS, and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Let's put in one location. So it's going to be there in Indy. I do love this nugget. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up my joke again because I was so so mad. Twitter didn't like my appreciation of this. But Dan Gavitt's like, he was asked like, well, "What about regions? Because you're in one place, Andy. Why do you need regions, right?" Like, I'm like one, two, I mean, three, one, two, yeah. three, and four. Besides that, a bracket A, B, C, and D. That's boring. However, what well, again? If you check the timeline, I made this mention before the NHL decided to go out and sponsor it's their true. divisions. It's true. Coca Cola bracket, <laughs> Capital One West Regional. The Waffle House Southeast, like who cares? Like there, I guarantee this is going to happen. And you know what? I don't hate it at all. You know why? NCAA tournament is once a year. March Madness is a big deal. It's not like renaming the Buffalo Wild Wings Mountain West Conference. Right, right, right. Are you okay if that happens? If they brand the the regions themselves, and you know. Which is obviously going to lead to a lot of, you know, they're going to tie that in a bunch on the on the telecasts and in the arenas and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm still okay with it because the more you reach out to corporate partners and do things like that, the more money is coming in, and the more of that. As long as, so I guess I guess I'm okay with it if that money, if the extra monies are being used to kind of make up a little bit for not having a tournament last year and you can redistribute some of that to teams, well, and especially to conferences who live on those NCAA tournament units, right? Because, you you know, you get paid for your conference making the tournament. Everybody in the conference splits that money. And, you know, so last year you don't get that money from not having a tournament. So yeah, if you can get extra corporate partners in, sure. But I would hope that the extra, you know, profits that are coming in from doing something like that would be funneled into some sort of a, 
I don't know if it's, you know, a contingency fund when you're looking at it in hindsight, but, you know, as a, hey, we want to kind of make up some of the money that we know you guys didn't get. And especially, too, with this season where a lot of teams from those lower conferences aren't able to get buy games or the buy games that they did schedule got canceled for, you know, reasons that might have been out of their control. I think that the corporate partnership thing would be great. I just think that, you know, do it in a way that makes extra money and also helps someone out. And then I think it's perfect. If you just do it and it's just the NCAA pocketing the extra money, then I'm going to, you know, roll my eyes and say, oh, look, the NCAA is up to their old tricks. But, you know, I don't really care one way or the other. I'm not a traditionalist really in the way that like, I don't know, the, the South, the mid, the mid East, or I don't know, what are the, what, what are the conferences usually or the, uh, the brackets, it's the Southwest East and Midwest. Yeah. It's like, who cares? Also yeah. they're, they're, yeah, they're praying cares? and crossing fingers that when you write an article, we're talking about this. So, okay. San Diego State's in the capital one bracket. That's what they're hoping you say every time. Yeah. It's like, right, why there's, exactly. why there's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link to it too. Yeah. Man, we don't link to it, whatever. <laughs> who cares? But I I don't care. It's fine. But one thing, player money should go to players, but it's not going to at the moment. But it, but the main point doing is like I don't care if it's done. Everything sponsored, branded, whatever. The they were never ever. Heaven forbid we put a patch on a jersey to look like soccer for the NBA or something. <laughs> and like the Lakers have Wish, which by the way, I've ordered something from Wish pre three pre Halloween still hasn't got to me yet. So I don't know where the heck it is. Okay. It keep, I know that I know half the stuff comes from China. Just because, but like I keep because I have wish it goes to like a store near me and I pick it up because that's what it does when I ordered before. It still says your order still waiting, still processing. I'm like, it's been four months. My I, can I get my ten dollars back? But I really about the <laughs> item I want is pretty cool and I want it. So, but like you'll have exactly. like, but I don't care if it's done. They need to make up money from last year, obviously. And right, exactly. and it, if it's done once, it's gonna go forward. Like the one-off thing is not, like there's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Every bowl game in football has a sponsor, like the Rose Bowl, yeah. whatever Chick Fil A Bowl. You know what I mean? It's like stuff. It's like I don't care if the money goes to the right spot. Like if it goes back to the teams and maybe even actually the players one day, just do it. I I don't care. It's like cool. It's uh yeah. It's a it's money. Insane. I mean. So try watching an NCAA tournament without having the whole thing, you know, like corrupted by Capital One commercials anyway. Like the whole thing has already become one. Of, so I, I don't see this as really that much of a further step in the – I don't see it as a step in the wrong direction, honestly. And if you're going to brand anything, sure, brand the stupid bracket. <laughs> Who cares? The whole right? thing. Like, also – Come on, man. You yeah, know. brand every game. I don't care. Give it. Give each <laughs> pod <laughs> – Pod can have a corporate partner. I don't. Give it, I don't care, man. Like I do like my. Matter. I do like my idea that you'll have the. Uh, everybody goes pro in something else bracket. <laughs> yes, I think that's good too. Just that, the NCAA. Look, we're not all student athletes bracket. <laughs> or, you know. All right, let's get. So we get uh, some games, I guess. So we get right. to a couple. Yeah, games. Should we talk about the Mountain West? <laughs> uh, is that what we're doing here? <laughs> hey, we've had this is quad shoots. There's a million games. We're not going to break through every game because the basketball schedule is weird, and we don't, we don't have much every game. I don't watch every game. You don't. And but. there hasn't been a billion Mountain West games either. It's been kind. Of, you know, we're just starting to get the season started up. So you know, yeah, give us a little bit of a break. All right, um, <laughs> really quick. Congrats, San Jose State. We'll do our power rankings quickly. We're not going to spend ten minutes of each team because we're already half an hour in, and it's a uh, whatever. San Jose State, yeah. congratulations! You beat some D two school, right? 
You did, yes. And you almost beat Boise State. Um, the same way you so almost close. beat San Diego State last year. Um, and almost. Yeah, yes, I mean, hey, I'll, I'll say this. Jalen Dahlcourt had a great debut for San Jose State. He scored 23 points in his opener on 7-11 shooting. Um, if you're looking for somebody to step up into Seneca Knight's, you know, role as the second scorer behind Richard Washington, maybe you found your guy. Hopefully. So right. that's nice. John, John Prelo said that, you know, hey, we found our team tonight when they played Boise State. So we'll oh, see if that's true. I hope so. Has Fresno State even played since we talked last time? What's, do we know? <laughs> Fresno State? Yeah. Uh, they did. They Almost beat again? Wyoming. They beat Wyoming by 20 points, actually. Oh, I forgot about Didn't that. Didn't they? Let's see here. That was just uh, just the other night. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Monday night. So on Monday night, Fresno State did. And I think Orlando Robinson went off for something crazy like 33. 35, 33. Yeah, 33 and like 15 rebounds too. Had a huge game. Um, I still don't know that this team is anything more than Orlando Robinson yet. Um, yeah, Dion Stroud's kind of been coming on as a good uh, transfer, second scoring option from UTEP, I want to say. Is that where he came from? Possibly. I believe so. Yeah, UTEP. Um, so Dion Stroud's been coming on. You know, you could use a little bit more from some of these other transfer guards like Devin Gage and Junior Ballard. But I think at this point, Orlando Robinson is really the the main focal point of this team. And there's really not a huge amount of say about them otherwise yet. Um, so I think they'll steal a, a win or two just because he's so good. But I don't expect them to make a huge amount of noise in the Mountain West. No, they'll probably beat both San Jose State upcoming. Like, I, for some reason, I thought they had a close game. That must have been some other team. There's so many. But, like, they, they got crushed by CSU twice. Wyoming, close loss, a big win. Like, they might win a couple for San Jose State. New Mexico's yeah. not great. Like, they'll probably, they're not, I, I'd say, like, they're at the bottom. I think they'll move up a little bit. Probably because they're lows, because they're not playing. And that's a problem. Like, when they haven't played a ton, they'll still, I, I don't think they're the 10th team. Right. Like, they're probably better than Mexico, maybe Air Force. They're probably, depending on what UNLV can do, because they're finally back playing as well after their COVID stoppage, like they might be that middle of the pack range. It might be like the first, second team out from buys, just because. And also, we should note, the was it the Wyoming game, was it after our power, pool, power rankings were put out, I believe? Yeah, so... so- well, so not after the it was so it was after the voting was done. Yeah. So we we had not seen the twenty point victory yet. I'm you know I mentioned it in the piece I put up on the on the site um, that they'll probably be moving up after you know something like that, showing a little bit more consistency. But I don't know that you know I don't think they're going to be moving up into fifth or sixth place or anything like that soon. But could could Fresno State be at the top of that bottom tier of the league? Yeah, I think, sure. I think so. I think they're there. All right, so what next would be really quick? New Mexico, who at the moment, whew, not looking. Well, they made it a small run. They are down 18 at the moment, as this will totally be timeless. Timeless when you get when you hear it. But they are down 41-18 to half versus New Mexico, Utah State. They're now down by 18. This game, again, we need to get right in Lubbock. Texas at some school. <laughs> at some school, yes. Was Lubbock Christian, we, we decided? It's Lubbock, Lubbock Christian University, I think okay. we found out, yes. <laughs> so Lobos are, again, I don't blame Like, it's tough. Like, they could have a bad season. I, I don't really care. Not care, but, like, it's not going to impact how good I think Coach Weir is going to do or players they have on their team. It's tough to not be at home. You yeah. can't go anywhere. You're in a hotel room or college campus. You're not in your own bed. 
it, it's just hard to do. And so if they, they're, I'd say they're underachieving a, a, a little bit, but I don't think we expected them to hang with Utah State anyways. No, not really. And honestly, I mean, you look at these bottom three in our standings, and it's New Mexico, Fresno State, and it's San Jose State, and it's three teams that were on pauses that have had like really disjointed seasons or off seasons. Because mm-hmm. remember, Fresno State, you know, they've been on pause and everything, but before that, Fresno State had a huge exodus. They had like six guys leave this off season. Um, and a few, you know, a few from transfers, I know Jared Hyder left, you know, and went to Cal and now he's playing out there cause everybody's, you know, eligible. And, and so I think you are seeing some effects of these teams that just didn't get enough practice in before the mountain West season. And it's not like the mountain West is an easy conference. No, you know, it's not, it's not the best conference in the country, of course, but it's, it's not an easy place to play if you're not ready. And you can see that so far in, you know, New Mexico, Fresno State, and San Jose State having one combined win uh, among them at this point. So We'll see. Like they, they, They've been getting blown out, too. Like, boys, yeah. all these games, is, they're well, close. Yeah, to- they've got some transfers who are not really coming together yet. Um, you know, you've got guys like Rod Brown's kind of stepped up a little bit and been okay. But Saquon Singleton, hope to see a little more there. Whoops. Uh, uh, who's Jeremiah Francis? I, man, um, that has not worked out very well quite yet. So, but but it's it's still early, right? And, and now they're coming in and they're playing against pretty good teams. I mean, Nevada is not a uh, a good a fun team to come play your second or third game of the season against or whatever it was. Yeah, they're um, solid. Yeah, so so I just think that it might take New Mexico a little bit of time. To come and this season, hey, who knows? Might just have to wash their hands. But I do think there are some good pieces on this New Mexico team. Uh, but there seems like there's always good pieces on Paul Weir teams <laughs> that might not go as far as they should. We'll see. Yeah, like he's not, this year. It's like it's not a wash year, but it's like we'll see. All right. So really quick, who's next on our list here? The power rankings. All right. Next is Air Force coming in at number eight. Mm, um, Air Force. They were up at seven last week, so they're actually down. Um, Eight still feels kind of high for Air Force, especially considering I don't think they broke 55 points either game last week. Hold on, that deserves us. <laughs> Not scoring points. Right? That's, a, that's the Joe Scott way, right? <laughs> that's the Joe Scott way, yeah, except they gave up 72 Whoops. and uh, 83 <laughs> in those games. So, yeah. Uh, and currently, real quick, they have 12 points. Yeah. Okay, again, this is very, oh, yeah, ti- game started. very timely podcast score update. 23 to 12, they're down against Boise State midway through the first half. So they're on track for 48 points. Yeah, and that's what they scored against uh, Utah State in an 83 to 48 oh, loss. And gut wrenching. It's just it's tough, man. When you lose by 35 and only score 48, that's bad. That's bad. But I think you know Air Force. They're how do they beat Nevada? <laughs> I don't know. In, in um, uh, AJ Walker 27, but still, it's like. That split game well, is weird. 74-57 loss, 68-66 win. Yeah. I mean, I'm not 100% sold on Nevada yet as a as a squad, but I I am still surprised by that result. Whether or not I think Nevada's like, you know, a tournament team or a top half Mountain West team, that result is going to be a head scratcher all year long. It will be. All right, so who's up next year? Right, at number seven, we have UNLV. And they're finally playing again, right? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, 
They haven't actually started playing yet because they're about to start again against Colorado State later this week, I think tomorrow. Um, but the fact that other teams have started playing is actually helping UNLV now. I think for a while, pe- people forgot that they were there and all they knew was that, you know, they sucked in the Maui, Maui Invitational in Asheville or whatever. Hey, we'll remind them again. They sucked at the Maui Invitational. They really <laughs> did, man. But, you know, they came out and it's been a month since the last time they played. They haven't played since December 5th against Kansas State, a game they won against, you know, one of the worst power five teams in the country, but they won it regardless. But I think the fact that, you know, you're seeing air force lose, you're seeing New Mexico lose by a lot. You're seeing Fresno state lose. You're seeing San Jose state lose. I think those things are why, you know, those teams got ranked lower this week. UNLV hasn't really done anything. I think people have forgotten about them a little bit. And so hopefully they can do something this week to make people remember or they will fall on their face against Colorado state and they might fall back down to that like nine, 10 spot. Yeah. They like what's the CSU, which we'll get to the men in their big win over San Diego state. But yeah, what, here's what we don't know. We don't know much about them. When is their, when was their last game? I don't have the date. Was it the Kansas state victory? UNLVs? Yeah, it was December 5th. It's, so it's been, been over a month. It's been over a month since they've played. As we're recording on January 6th now. Yikes. Yeah, they... <laughs> right? And so it's like, they're going to come in against a team who just beat San Diego State? Yeah, that's going to be tough. Well, next one lost, but they beat them before. It's okay. Um, but well, yeah. Sorry, I, sorry. Yeah, when I say just, I mean like that's fine. a couple games ago. Just, just poking it. But this game, yeah. The, <laughs> if you want to watch that game, as you should, it's a 5 Pacific CBS Sports Network. Kind of a weird time for a Thursday night game, but it's TV, obviously, for the reason why. But check that out. This season has had a lot of weird scheduled games, right? 2, 2 p.m. on a Friday, not New Year's Eve? That BYU-San Diego <laughs> right? State game? What was that about <laughs> a couple weeks ago? I have no idea, man. There's was... been, yeah, it's been kind of crazy, uh, just this whole the whole schedule. I don't know. I guess it's winter break, so the daytime games are a little more normal, but mm-hmm. it's been weird. It's been fun. So that I'm interested to see what Rebels can do, because Rams are up and down, and We'll see if they're up or down when they play this game. All right, well, so, and who knows? Maybe this month off it will actually like rejuvenate them in some weird way. We'll see. Could be. Yeah, you forget about what happened. You're not banging yourself in the head by losing five. Exactly. In a row. Exactly. So, so who knows? So, so yeah. next next up is um, should I close out our our, our sheet here? That's Wyoming. all right. I got you. It's Wyoming. Yes, it is Wyoming. So finally, the the other shoes starting to drop yep. a little bit on this Whoops. team. So and and now keep in mind these rankings were done before Wyoming lost to Fresno State by twenty. So this will change. So, so Wyoming, I think it's not that people have – I think people have just not really seen Wyoming do anything all that impressive recently. It's been a while since there's been anything really notable done by that team, right? Um, they beat Oregon State yeah. on December 6th. They beat them a month ago. Since yeah, then they beat a month ago. Denver, <laughs> Utah Valley, Nebraska, Omaha, and Fresno State. And then they lost to Fresno State by 20. I said a couple weeks ago that I didn't really think that this Wyoming team was super for real and that I didn't believe in their record all that much. And I think same six. I think sixth is an OK place for them, though, because I, I still like the roster a lot. I like Marcus Williams. I like guys like Hunter Maldonado, Hunter Thompson. I think this is a good team that's built to compete in the middle of the league, not compete, you know, for the league title or anything, but I think they're going to win some games and they're going to frustrate some opponents. But I, I'm glad to see that they're not up at third anymore. Cause I don't think that was ever really realistic. 
But I mean, I, I like Jeff Linder. I just don't think that uh, I don't think this team was. All right, uh, I 100% agree with you, Wyoming. Number three, no, not a chance. Come on, Nevada. Ready for the Wolfpack? It's not. I hear. T- do you ever, how do you say? Do you say it the correct way, Nevada or Nevada? Nevada. <laughs> I I I always want to say it that way. I hope I do. I. I, there's a pretty good chance I say Nevada sometimes, though. I think it's more likely that I say Gonzaga instead of Gonzaga, though. I think I've pretty much gotten Nevada down at this yeah. point. It's funny. I was watching um, – my wife started watching Sons of Anarchy tonight, and I had a half on working. And it's a I – are they based in California? That show Sons, mm. Sons of Anarchy, do you know? For sure. I'm not sure. I haven't seen I, it. I think it's a West Coast thing, but then they kept saying Nevada all the time. I'm like, oh, weird. and I think they might be in Nevada. I, I should look real quick and see. <laughs> but um, it's just, I just brought that up. kind of funny. No, but it's Nevada. So they are a team that, yeah, it's in Northern California. They should totally know better than that. Absolutely. <laughs> but, okay, let's get to the right, uh, right team here. Nevada, correct. They are, what are they, fifth? Yeah, they're coming in at fifth. You know, a good three and one start for them in Mountain West play. Uh, you know, they, they got a couple wins over. Uh, New Mexico. Yeah, come on. Mexico. Like we talked about, though, you know, the, that head-scratching loss against Air Force. Not really sure why that happened. But I I, I like this team. This team's better than I thought they were going to be this year at this point. Um, a big reason is Grant Sherfield. Uh, he came in from Wichita State, and he has just been the guy. Uh, not quite, I think, up to a Jalen Harris level in terms of coming in and saying hey this is my team and i'm gonna i'm gonna lead us to good places he's doing the job so far they're eight and three so you know i think this is a a good place for them to start i think next year could be really exciting too because they're gonna get in uh, a transfer from oregon and addison patterson they're gonna get a transfer from uh, texas in will baker so nevada's on the upswing for sure um i don't know how well they'll end up finishing this year but the fact that they're at this stage already is definitely a good sign for the future of the program. So, but what they got going forward is it, is that going to pro- project itself good, or is it you think going forward like next season and beyond? Um, in terms of this season, you know, I think that they could probably stay in this fifth spot. I don't think they're really going to be jumping any too much higher than this um you know maybe up into the top four i think nevada should i think the mountain west tournament's the same format this year assuming it is um i think nevada at you know should get one of those first round buys that goes to the top five teams Uh, but in terms of you know competing for the league or something like that i think that might not happen this year but that might start to happen next year we'll see and they're going to go over two because they go to San Diego State end of this week. So, like, there'll be a team where they beat Fresno probably, maybe split at Wyoming, like split UNLV. Like, they may have a. You're right. I think they could be fifth. Might be their peak. Right, because I think they're going to beat a lot of the teams that are currently beneath them in our rankings, and I think they're going to struggle with the teams above them. And I, you know, I think that's going to put them right about here. All right, are we ready for the number four team? Yeah, so number four is Utah State. Utah State! Which, yeah, it feels a little low, but we'll, we'll talk about why maybe Utah State had to make way for somebody else here in a second. But, they, uh, they're in progress at the moment. They are, and they're in really good progress. <laughs> I mean, they're the, so the fact is they haven't, they haven't played anybody in a little bit, but um, <laughs> they are just... 
Oh, I see. He, yeah, right. I see what you mean. Right. Not that this team is in progress, but they are literally playing as we speak. Right. They're going to double up with Mexico. They're going to win like the 77-43 with like a minute left. So, yeah. okay. So they're going to move to 5-0 and oh in Midwest, <laughs> yes. Non-West. And, um, Good observation. You know, I, it's, I'm still not really sure about this Utah State team, to be honest. But I, I love what I'm seeing recently, especially seeing a guy like Justin Bean step up. And he's the lead. Well, I don't know about how this game is going to affect things. But coming into this game, he's the leading scorer on the team. Um, Nemus Keda is becoming the guy, you know, a little bit of a slow start again. He hasn't been super consistent yet, but he's been great on, on the defensive end. Um, you know, and I, th- I still think he's the premier guy in the mountain West. I mean, come on. But hey, the leads really a big thing is an assist still Le- leads a team, in assist, yeah. which is weird. And Brock Miller hitting 43.5% on his three pointer. I'm going to continue until like his numbers go down. I'm going to keep, banging on the Brock Miller's back drum because the fact this was a huge piece of this team that was missing um, and having a guy like Sam Merrill, you know, you don't notice that it's missing as bad, but when Brock Miller, you know, if he wasn't hitting these shots, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to lose these games necessarily because they've been blowing teams out, but it's really good for them to say, Hey, we've got Brock Miller who's doing his job the way that we expect him to, We've got Marco Anthony and Raleigh Worcester coming in who are running the backcourt now, too. I mean, this is what you wanted the team to be if you're Craig Smith. And so I think at this stage, you know, you're you're pretty happy with with the results. Yeah, the the early stuff wasn't great, but I think Utah State's moved past that in 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 a lot of ways. And so while I think right now they are at number four in our, you know, in our size rankings, I would say this is definitely a top. Well, they're, they're definitely the top three or four team. Yeah, we're going to look at our next team and, and wonder if they can crack into that top three or not, but, you know, and stay there. But I think Utah State is really showing that, hey, this is this is the team we thought they could be. I mean, you picked them to win, <laughs> win the conference. I did. Season, right? I need to stick with yeah, that. Come so, on. Aggies all the way. Come and on. So, and, and, and they're starting to show this is the team that you were seeing when you made that pick, I think, right? It is mm-hmm. this team that can not only – dominate you inside but can also shoot on you can score in a lot of different ways plays smart plays careful you know they're yeah so they've been playing really well we'll see how that goes when they jump into some harder competition you know they've got new mexico coming up well you know they've they've got the second part of that later this week uh on friday and then they've got san diego state colorado state UNLV, those could be a couple different or a couple difficult uh, matchups for them. So we'll, 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 we'll kind of reassess this team. Yeah. So CSU is next, right? Actually, yeah, real quick, so one, CSU, last thing, one last thing in Utah State, I yeah. should note, they are a team where they're balanced. Where, like, I kind of joked about Nemus Kata to get like 18 and 10 a game. Probably not going to happen. Maybe 10 rebounds is in reach, possibly. But they, like, um, would be, everybody else, like, they have. Four guys, I think it's four guys in double figures. And then get like the, the next guy fin like they're a team where if you stop one guy, they have another guy who can do just enough to beat you. Which makes it very dangerous if so if you're not shutting down Kata or Diego or Bean or whomever it may be, it's like you got you can you have multiple options. That's what's gonna keep them. Right. And they're gonna they won big right. tonight, seventy seven forty five. They have um San Diego State, not till later, correct? They have upcoming 
Oh, next series. Sorry, I thought it was later. So that'll be the yeah, big, so, I mean, big yeah. thing in two in a week and a half, essentially, the 14th and 16th. Yeah. But CSU, are they a fake number three or real number three? I think number three is their ceiling. I think we're looking at this team, especially, uh, you know, considering that this ranking for number three was made before Monday's game uh, <laughs> against San Diego State, right? So so the last thing that people had seen was that they had beat San Diego State. And I think that's why we even got one first place vote for Colorado State this week. Sure, why uh, not? From somebody who was very convinced by that San, San Diego State win. And that's fair. I mean, Colorado State's a, they're a really good, really fun team. Um, I was flirting with picking them third. I think I eventually put them fourth in the league. Um but I, I like this Colorado State team a lot. David Roddy is great. Isaiah Stevens has been good. Um, I think that, you know, he almost had a triple-double, I think, at the loss, actually, on Monday. But, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more scoring consistency and shooting from them. But their team, they've gotten eight games in, which I guess is a lot. But it they started late and so they've kind of been shoving a lot of the games in in a short amount of time and you've gotten some inconsistent results because of that i think and so on some days you see them come out like we talked about a lot last week uh you know and they dropped 33 points against st mary's and then not too long later they're beating san diego state in viejas and it's like Man, I'm I'm still trying to figure out exactly what this team is and how consistent they can be throughout the long term. Uh, they certainly have the talent. Depth is a little bit of a question, but you know, one of their reserve guys, John Tanjay, he's the one who made the big shot against San Diego State. So, you know, the the bench can't be all all bad. No, it it's it's not. But like, the funny thing is, they had a 26 point deficit. Right, they came back, same score at the half, but they could not do it in game two for San Diego State. Yeah, and so I mean that's something that's a little concerning, right? I mean it's San Diego State, but you don't want to be getting down consistently and having to dig yourself out of these holes. I mean that's kind of been something Colorado State's done on this early season, and yeah, that's it's a bad habit to be in. And they did make a nice comeback; they outscored them forty-one to uh, twenty-eight to make it a respectable thirteen-point loss. True, but, true, true. The net will like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> the net will like a close <laughs> loss to a good team. It's outside of MOV, sure so they – however, efficiency, yeah, 7-20 from three-point range isn't doing it. But we'll see, like – this team is better than I thought they were going to be. Partly because, yes, like, duh, they beat State. They State they should be. But, like, looking – like, they had a stupid St. Mary's game that you mentioned before. Right. <laughs> so weird. But, like, I can see them, like, rattling off, like, four straight – UNLV, San Jose State, maybe maybe splitting Utah State. Best case scenario, like splitting Utah State, splitting Boise. Like, they could be, just because they have the one win over San Jose State, they, there's a chance it could be the third team if they get a couple splits versus better teams. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's, that's true. And I, I wouldn't be completely surprised to see it. Like I said, before the season, I, I wasn't quite sure about what Utah State was bringing back. So I would say, you know, if I thought that Colorado State was going to jump into the top three, you know, Utah State would be the team I think they'd be replacing. Because I, I do still think that, you know, you've got a pretty clear one one and two. The ordering of the one and two, though, will be pretty interesting. Oh, definitely. We'll that'll be, uh, yeah, that'll so, be an interesting thing. Because right now we've got number two is Boise State. 
but I don't know how long that's going to last. Hey, net likes them. The, the net likes them. <laughs> they're undefeated in the conference, right? You know, they're uh, they're doing well. I think as we speak. Well, at least the, the last check they were doing well against Air Force. They crushed Air Force. Um, well, and they're playing. I, they just started. You know, right as we started the the podcast. I think, or you know, uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll predict it. They're going to crush Air Force. They're up by eight at the halftime. They will win yeah, by more than perfect. that. Perfect. There just we go. Saying. So well, let's just go ahead and. Uh, we can assume Boise State will probably be moving to five and zero in the Midwest at this point. Um, they haven't played a difficult schedule. Now, one of the reasons, and we talked about this before, that the net likes Boise State is because their only loss is to Houston. And yes, that's great. You know, San Diego State. Obviously, they're the only team we haven't talked about. They're going to be our number one team. But uh, you know, their losses are to BYU and to Colorado State, so they don't look those losses don't look as good as to when, you know, you're losing to a top 10 team in the country, but Boise State's wins aren't all that impressive to me either. Now, you know, a a one point win over San Jose state. And that was the big reason why I did not move. I was ready. If they would have blown out San Jose state, I, you know, in both games, I would have been ready to move them up to number one, perhaps. But the fact that they struggled with San Jose state still, it just showed me, okay, there's still a little bit about this team that I'm not so sure about, you know, and I don't know exactly what it is. I can't put my finger on it completely. Maybe when they get their new, uh, they're another fun new piece to the team in Devernair Dutrieve, who should be starting up this week. Uh, or I, maybe he's even playing in the game right now. Uh, he did. Yes, he did. play. <laughs> okay, he, he had a monster jam in the game. He has at this moment, he's sitting there at four points. Came off the bench, but three fouls. Perfect. So that's not good either. See, this teamwork. There we go. So, uh, wait, hold on. Of the four fouls at the half, he has three of them for Boise State. Ooh, okay. So that's not great, but, you know, it's his first game in a while. <laughs> he's, he's a 400 rough. days it's been noted out to me on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, you know, maybe maybe you'll get a little more – I don't – Again, I'm not really sure if that was just a one-off game against San Jose State. Maybe, maybe I'm making, you know, too much out of nothing there. But it wasn't – it was just the one thing that made me a little hesitant to put them ahead of San Diego State considering, you know, that San Diego State had lost and everything. But, yeah, Boise State's still undefeated in the league. I'm not – we talked about this last week. They don't play anybody for a long time. And they might go 20-1, and one, I think, is what we had them hey. at, you know, before, before they actually run into uh, some trouble. Because they end with Utah State and San Diego State, if memory serves. And – yeah, so they're going to continue to coast here, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, at what point was they're playing not the tough part of their schedule, at what point do you put them over a San Diego State team? I think San Diego State is going to have to lose a couple yeah. games before that happens. That's what I was thinking. It'll take more of a loss than what Boise can yeah. do. Because, like, like, if we're looking at who they can play, like the CSU series will be the most challenging. It's on the road, whatever that means, at a Moby Arena. But, like, sure. like what what's going to put them higher? It's like, you beat Air Force by 20. You beat Wyoming by 15 to 20. Like, that doesn't do much for anything. It'll take a San Diego State loss to move them up because anybody San Diego State plays yeah. isn't amazing at the moment either. But, like, if right, they. Right, right, right. I guess may, here's why I put maybe I could see that. If they beat CSU both times, like, crush them, that might convince me to move them up. But even then, I don't know. Yeah, sure. And I mean, we'll, you know, we'll keep looking at it. But I think it's still at this point, this is San Diego State's, you know, they're the team to beat and they're the team you need to prove that you're better than. And I don't, I just don't know that Boise state has the opportunities to really prove that 
And so they need to rely on San Diego State to prove that they're worse, I guess. <laughs> So, so then, yeah, we'll get to the last one here with, with you know, San Diego State coming in at number one, again, as they've always been so far this season Good in for our them. rankings. Good for them, right? But this is the first <laughs> the first week they're not a unanimous number one. As we said, uh, Colorado State did steal one first place vote. Um, you know, I still think this is the best team in the league. You've got guys who've been around for a while in Jordan Shockle and Nathan Mensa. They're coming on into their roles in a great way. Um, yeah, so you're going to see a couple weird games every once in a while. You know, you'll see San Diego State. They, yeah, this, so they lost that, that game to Colorado State. And, Epic uh, blowout. Um, col- We're like, a, colla- a collapse, collapse like that say. is completely... That's unforgivable, right? That's yeah, but at the same time, they were also in two straight games up 26 points on a very good Colorado State team. Very, so mm, I'll say really good, uh, not very good. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're, we're splitting hairs there. Got it. <laughs> but at this point, but what the the main point is, they were able to establish huge leads over one of the top teams in the conference. You know, a top half team in mm-hmm. the conference, and to me. That says a lot more. Yes, they they collapsed and it was really bad. And you don't want to see that, <laughs> of yeah. course. But it says more to me that they're able to kind of dominate a good Mountain West team over stretches than maybe that Boise State finished out a 35-point win over Air Force or whatever. You know, um, I, I, I know the, the wins and losses matter. But that, that, not, not according that. to the net. Come on, you can lose and be fine. Well, right, exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe I've just got you know I'm too too much on the side of the analytics now. <laughs> yeah, wins and losses, and super analytic nerd for wins and losses. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, anyway, like, what's your concern for them? Like blowing that lead, losing to an OK BYU team. There are con- some concerns of like cold stretches, obviously in the in the CSU game. Like this team, what does Clark State to me? They're not what they were last year. Which yeah. it's hard to compare where they could have fighting for a number one seed last year, top ten in the country, like right there. They wouldn't because obviously lost Utah State in the finale for the Mountain West tournament. But they, the Pepperdine game's an issue where they had to come from behind. They're mm-hmm. a team where and then they blow a big lead. And so the good thing is the rebound versus issue where they came out and just destroyed them. Second half they let them come back a little bit, but you're up by almost thirty, and they don't want to repeat, so they clamped it down. But when they go to Utah State, that'll be a big test. Um, they got um, obviously Boise in the year. Like, I, yeah, it's. I guess if you want to look for some kind of you know weakness or something that's different from last year to this year, I don't know. Who, I don't know that you have a guy like Malachi Flynn who is your like. Hey, we know when we need it. When we need it, we're going to that guy, and he's got the killer mindset, and he's going to come out here and he's going to do what he needs to to do. And I think Jordan Shockle is a great player. I don't. I haven't seen that in him yet. I've seen him get really hot and you know go crazy in games, but I haven't seen him uh, or really anyone on San Diego State quite yet take that. This is my team and this is my game, and I'm going to go win this for us right now. Like you saw Malachi Flynn do uh, once or twice last year. Um, so I think that might be the big difference, and maybe that's why I'm a little hesitant to, you know, fall in love with them the same way I did last year. I don't know. It's they still have the team like that last year, but that's fine. They don't have to be, but it just means they're not in a Final Four caliber team. Like they 
might be a six seed, right. maybe a touch higher. We'll see. But and there's still time to get things together. It's not that it's early, but conference play has just started. Like so, this raises a good question though. Do you think we'll see a two bid Mountain West? Nets seems to say With so. Mo- <laughs> I mean, yeah. When you're looking at you know you have um, two teams in the top thirty and and send and and the worst of or you know the team that we the both of us I think believe to be the better of the two teams is lower. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I think end up it'll be Boise and San Diego State. I don't like. I'm not going to guarantee anything. If you look at the bra- like I said, bra- sure. matrix up here, but like they're they should be fine. I don't see why that shouldn't be the case. Like San Diego State currently has a composite of six point three three. And Boise State is just on the outside, but uh, but but okay. here's the but here's the thing: their average seed on the outside is nine point six, so which means you're ah, getting so some respect, you... <laughs> just not the total number of brackets. Right. So people who like Boise State really like Boise State. Yeah, there's a couple five and six seeds that are kind of skewing it, but they're only Ooh, in. Wow. Okay. But most of them are like a double digits, like ten to twelve. But they're only in eleven sure. brackets, and right now bracket matrix is tracking thirty six. Gotcha. So. Okay. I, I think it's a good possibility because well, again wins will matter because you know analytics W's are what you look at. I well, and in this season too, yeah, racking up victories it shouldn't ma- matter. Play it'll be it'll be how teams get judged because there's very few non-conference. But like their main thing is like have Houston be really good, and yeah. that'll help. And if they can split San Diego State, I would say they need to win at least one game for San Diego State somewhere somehow. Clearly, if it's in the conference tournament, that's to win it. But I think they. Really need to beat them at least once. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I think if they don't do that, you know, then they haven't really checked off the necessary boxes to make the tournament. But I mm-hmm. think you could see, you know, you could see a team like Boise State if they don't do that. Those still, you know, those San Diego State losses might be the only, the only other losses besides San, Di- you know, Houston that they have on the year. So you could see them ending up with four losses. Three of them came yeah. to San Diego State, one to Houston, and they might not make the tournament that way. Yikes. And that would be crazy. Like but twenty-two and four, and a twenty-two kind of four. understandable at the same time too. Yeah, that'd be weird. Like that'd be what twenty-two and four, I think, in a season where teams may not play twenty games. Right, and so yeah, that's gonna you know something like that. You're gonna have the committee making some really interesting decisions. So not that I want that to happen to Boise State. I'd like them to just get in cleanly and with no question. Mm-hmm. You know, along with San Diego State and hey, maybe more Mountain West teams too. Probably not, but um, yeah, I think it would be a very very interesting case study to see what happens with a team like Boise State uh, if they win all of their games except their tough ones. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I, I think right now we're looking at two, but we'll know later next couple weeks where they have to keep winning and winning and whatnot. Yep. So, but that wraps up for tonight. We went through all the teams. We had a rant on the net, which is fine. That's cool. Um, we talked about the sponsor regions, <laughs> all the rep break games, brackets, um, projections, rankings we have, our power pool. But yeah, check out the games like this week. Check out UNLV. That's going to be, that's probably the team I'm most interested in this week. So check them out, folks. They play, um, oh, geez, our space does 20 minutes ago. CSU, right? On, yes, they play CSU Saturday, 2 p.m. Mountain Time on FS1. And um, Friday as well. Or no, Thursday. Oh, sorry, no, Thursday, uh, Saturday. The stupid oh, yeah, series Thursday, game. Sorry. sorry, that's the weird 5 o'clock Pacific <laughs> game on a weeknight. So yeah, that's, that's probably my most interesting series right. because UNLV, I don't know what they'll do, but I just want to see them play how they can do it. But check us all out, mwr.com. Check um, all of our stuff out. You do the power rankings every week and some other stuff too. Heat check, CBB. You, just, you, you still... Uh, do a couple things over there, correct? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, running the uh, Gold Star Guide, looking at all the players across the country and everything at a heat check, and uh, yeah, so doing that there. Doing Go subscribe. Power rankings from Mountain West. Yeah, it's, it's worth absolutely. the six bucks a month. Go do it. It's cheap. <laughs> Super easy. You got it. It's just, worth it. Just. For me, just go forego your and, our, um, and it's three... a, it's to support our old friend Eli. Come on, Eli Becker. He's done so much for the Mountain West community. Go he give did. back. Yes, go check out Eli. Go help him out over there. So yeah, go check that out. You got our stuff here, and uh, we'll be back uh, sometime next week to um, do it again. Right? Yep. That'll be it. See you, folks. <laughs>